Hello and welcome to Inside the Venue, a podcast where we talk about the history of different music halls across North America. I'm your host, Sarah Ivey, and today we will be talking about New York's beloved Bowery Ballroom, located in the Bowery neighborhood. To understand how the Bowery Ballroom came to be, we will begin by learning about the area it resides in. The Bowery is a famously known street and neighborhood in New York City's Lower Manhattan. The area is bordered by Little Italy, Chinatown, the Lower East Side, Soho, and Nolita. It has survived major change, loss, and growth over the last century, and it is a key area in New York's history. The one and a quarter mile street is the oldest in Manhattan and has been referred to as the Skid Row of New York. The Bowery was once a Native American foot trail and later was the site of Dutch farms. It has also been occupied by luxury shops and posh hotels, and it has been a working class neighborhood too. As said by Curb New York, the Bowery has borne witness to every facet of New York's history. In 1913, former U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt said, The Bowery is one of the great highways of humanity, a highway of seething life, of varied interest, of fun, of work, of sordid and terrible tragedy, and it is haunted by demons as evil as any that stalk through the pages of the Inferno. Roosevelt's description of the street highlights its dark history. Despite its old age, the Bowery is the only major road in New York that has never had a church built on it. According to the New Museum in New York City, the Bowery was a known symbol of the extreme metropolitan decline in New York in the 1970s and 80s. It showcased the city's homelessness and substance abuse problems. Rent was cheap, and there was a diverse atmosphere to the area, which brought a surge of artists. The variety of creatives living together in the area were able to collaborate, shaping the Bowery into what it is now remembered by, which is art and originality. This period in time is often credited for shaping generations of artists who came afterwards. The Bowery is a living example of art coming from poverty and hopelessness. Many famous singers have mentioned the area in their songs. Those artists include Bob Dylan in Bob Dylan's 115th Dream, Who directed me down to the Bowery slums Where people carried signs around Saying ban the bums The Clash in Lightning Strikes, Not Once But Twice And the Ramones in Bad Brain One of my all-time favorite bands, Local Natives, also has a song called Bowery. The number of artists who have mentioned the Bowery just goes to show how many have been inspired by its streets and created something amazing out of them. Today, the Bowery is a mix of what once originally stood and the repercussions of gentrification. You can find long-standing, independently-owned music venues such as the Bowery Ballroom next to Million Dollar Penthouses.
The Bowery is often remembered by its music and art scene in the 1970s and 80s. While there were many famous clubs and galleries throughout its history, the Bowery is often associated with former music venue CBGB. CBGB and OMFUG stands for Country, Bluegrass, Blues, and Other Music for Uplifting Gourmandizers. The music club is often referred to as the birthplace of American punk and new wave music. Called a cultural incubator by CBGB.com, the music club created the lasting culture of Lower Manhattan in the 1970s. CBGB closed in 2006, however the former building is part of the Bowery Historic District on the National Register of Historic Places. The building was added in 2013. Now, the building is occupied by John Vervedo's designer clothing store. Bowery Ballroom is an independent live music venue in the Bowery neighborhood. It was founded in 1997 by Michael Spear, Brian Spear, and Michael Winch. The building was built just weeks before the stock market crash of 1929. It was vacant during the Great Depression and World War II, and later became a jewelry store in Haberdashery. The two-level music venue has a capacity of 550 people. Tickets are sold as general admission, and it is mainly standing room. According to the owners, their main focus is the quality of sound. In 2013, Complex Magazine dubbed it number one on their list of America's 50 best concert venues, writing, bow down to the ultimate venue. The Bowery Ballroom still remains a popular venue, and due to its limited capacity, their shows tend to sell out quickly. It's common for artists to book out the venue for two nights in a row, which allows more fans to see them while still maintaining the intimate atmosphere of the venue. Shows are put on by both up-and-coming musicians and well-known long-standing ones. You can see the Strokes one night and then see a band whose career is just beginning the next. Complex described it best as a place where musicians' careers have been rerouted and born. Because of its cult status in the music industry, performing at and visiting the Bowery Ballroom is a must for new and known artists alike. CBGB alumni Joan Jett and Patti Smith have also played the Bowery Ballroom. Patti Smith had a 14-year residency there. Every year, she played three shows at the end of December, including a show on December 30th to celebrate her birthday and a New Year's Eve show. Her last show there was December 31st, 2011. The venue stage has also been graced by other well-known musicians such as Tom Jones, Kanye West, and Robert Plant, once again showing its musical diversity. The Barry Ballroom has made its way into movies, including Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist and Coyote Ugly. As an avid concert goer, the Bowery Ballroom is on my list for must-see concert venues. There's something satisfying about the thought of scoring tickets to see a big name in such an intimate space, especially in New York. It seems every time I check the Bowery's upcoming show schedule, there's a multitude of bands I like playing. There's also the historical value, knowing that I'm seeing a show in a venue where so many talented musicians played some of their first shows. I can only imagine what it would be like to live in New York and the constant FOMO of missing out on the venue's many great shows. Visiting the Bowery neighborhood is also must-do for me. I was in New York around this time last year, but I didn't realize the historical and cultural significance of the area at the time. Despite the amount of famous venues in New York, Bowery Ballroom will be my first stop the next time I'm there. Bowery Ballroom symbolizes what the Bowery neighborhood used to be and maintains its history.
In a city like New York, where everything is constantly changing, Bowery Ballroom is one of the few things still remnant of the city's history. Despite the continuing gentrification of the Bowery neighborhood, the golden venue stands strong. We can only hope this gem will stay for many generations to come, and based on its ticket sales, there's a good chance it will. Thank you for listening to Inside the Venue, which was written and edited by me. A big thank you to What Pictures for the music. Next week, we will learn about Atlanta's legendary concert hall, the Tabernacle. If there's a venue you'd like me to explore, or if you have any comments, please email me at siv@academic.rrc.ca. Also, please give us a review. Until next time, thanks for listening to Inside the Venue and have a great week.